Okay, we're back with the podcast number four, and um, I'm your host, Sun, and we have Kayla, Lily, and Natalie, and today we're going to talk about chapters 20 to 25 of The Handmaid's Tale, and first, let's recap that. Um, Essentially, what first happens is Moira ran away, right? In chapter 20, it was the the birthing. The birthing. Okay, so first, um, there was a birthing. And how did the kid end up? Or the, the baby? I think it was fine. Well, the did we talk about was, the birthing? It was a normal birthing? baby. I think, yeah, I think the baby ended up okay. Yeah. And then, um, that whole experience. a bunch of handmaids, a bunch of wives, yeah. and then the commander, nowhere to be seen, waiting yeah. for his little promotion thing. Because that was a little um, sus. Yeah, we don't like that. And then, in the next chapter, um, Moira ran away, and, um, essentially, like, she, she stole clothes from an aunt and then walked right out and um that kind of um affected the way that Alfred our main character saw everything and she kind of felt like a feel a little fearful about that um and then in the next chapter what happened in chapter 22 oh and then um she keeps meeting the commander right that wasn't 22 when Moira ran away Oh, yeah, I'm talking about 23. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. You're just <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, 23 was like Scrabble. Yeah, Scrabble. So um, the commander invites her to keep playing Scrabble. Yeah. Um, and, like, they have, like, an interesting relationship where he's, like, understanding of her, but also, like, demanding her to meet him and, like, using his power over her, which is interesting. It's like um, he just wants, like, attention from someone because his wife isn't very mm-hmm. cooperative yeah um although like how cooperative could his wife possibly be in this situation yeah but yeah and then um he gives her like two gifts the lotion which she asked for and the magazine and it's kind of interesting how he also like learns about their living conditions yeah he, had, he really had no idea what was going on or that they even got searched which is really yeah. interesting like he just assumed that they didn't which, like, also brings up the question, like, what does he know? Because he seems pretty clueless, not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, I'm he, just confused. He does know what the ceremonies are. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big part. I wonder who is actually making these rules and who's the head of it. Because yeah. if he's supposed to be the head of it and he doesn't know, I think that's a really big question. Like, who's yeah. above the who is, is like, a yeah. president or, like, a king? No, probably not a king. Are people, are, is this not how he actually wanted the system to be? And yeah. people are taking advantage of him having a lack of control. And so they're taking control? I mean, or maybe it's, like, an interesting to, way to look at that. It's, like, um, they, maybe they're taking advantage of the fact that he's a guy. And so they're assuming he would want these, like, have these needs. Mm-hmm. So the ceremony would be, like, for him. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe that's, like... A false assumption so that could be interesting and then oh and then also in these chapters um our main character we like officially learn her name as Alfred and she's like talking about her past life and she has like a mental breakdown and ends up in the closet yeah, she kind of goes crazy and then yeah. she just told oh what's her name oh, Alfred no, no the Mara? girl who brought her breakfast that morning Cora Cora Cora, Cora, Cora. And then she was just like, oh, what happened? Because, like, she kind of freaked her out and they dropped everything on the floor. And then she was like, oh, I kind of fainted or something. Yeah, she was just like, I fainted because I was sick. Or, Or, like, didn't she say, like, oh, I stood up too fast or something? Yeah. Like, oh, I stood up from the desk or the chair. It was some, like, yes excuse. Um, (laughs) But basically, um, but there's also, like, this, like, kind of bond between Cora and um, 
Offred because like they would like lie for each other. Oh like, yeah. And Cora was just like, oh, I'll tell them that I dropped it on the way out. Yeah. And then like, oh, so I'd have to make a second breakfast for you so they don't ask. But yeah, I I mean I guess like as far as this community goes, like that's as good as a relationship she's gonna get. So that's that's chill. And um, okay, so that is our summary. That is what we know was at this point. 25? Yeah. That was. Um, great. Does. Do you guys have any um, quotes that you thought were interesting that you would like to share? Um, I wrote in chapter 25 when... Oh, wait, what? Was that 25? Uh, I think Offer was with the commander, and then she was like, so that's what I was there for then? Because, like, he was saying how, like, he couldn't show the magazine to his wife. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she wasn't interested or something. Mm-hmm. And I just... Oh, like, yeah. So, kinda... she also, like, the way that Offred kind of says it is so interesting. She's like, and there it was, the truth, right? Yeah. Like, as if, like, he was trying to hide it or something. But, like, it was honestly... Or maybe she thought that he was supposed to hide it because of the society they were in. <laughs> but I think, really, honestly, it's just that, um... The commander has, like, nobody else to be honest with, and he knows that Offred can't say anything to anybody else mm -hmm. about this entire thing. Like, the only other person who knows about this that we know of is Nick. So I think that part is kind of interesting. Um, so is the commander also using, what's this person's name? Offred? Offred to kind of, why is she so, like, why is Offred so special to him? I think because she's, like, the only woman that, like, not shows interest, but, like, kind of like forced to show interest in yeah. him. Like, well, okay. he can kind of take control of that, so but she can't really... feel special. Yeah. yeah. I think okay. he I think he also uses her as, like, an emotional, yeah. like, yeah. support as well as, like, just having company. I think he also kind of gets, like, a power trip from, like... Ordering her around. From, like, ordering her yeah. around and also, like, like, knowing that she doesn't have much and, like, he can supply her with it. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, kind of has that whole like emotional thing where I think he does have some things that he wants to like express but he doesn't have anyone to express it to and then she can't say anything so it's kind of like it's definitely using like the power yeah using her in so many different ways yeah like so like well, so many different ways <laughs> I was also thinking because like isn't the I, I'm not sure how it works exactly but are there multiple handmaids to a commander or is she the only one to this commander? Because if that's the case, then are there multiple commanders? Because there yeah. are multiple commanders. Because oh. like Janine, the one that had a baby, that baby was the commander. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So because if she's the only handmaid, and they've already like, were, and he already was like had to rape her, which like also brings the question like, did he like even though like he was like the, I don't know. Anyways, um. If he had to, like, go through that with her, right, then maybe, he, and because he does ask for a kiss, which is something you're not allowed to do, maybe it's because he's already been through all that with her, and so she's the only person he can turn to, like that. Mm -hmm. that yeah, I mean, I think, I think a kiss is, like, a very intimate thing, because w when you kiss, it's not because you want to be, like, um, like, sexually, like, pleasured it's more of like an embrace of two people so i think there might be something more interest in her than she thinks yeah maybe i agree also because like the whole scrabble thing is very like uh relatively innocent 
I mean, it yeah, is. Not, it seems more like a hangout of yeah. like a, a, an emotional connection like, rather than a sexual uh, act. Not completely innocent because she's not supposed to read. Yeah, I was gonna say she's not even supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but like, cause she like there was like faith on a pillow, and she's like, oh no, is somebody gonna like kill me if I read this? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. So it's not completely innocent, but I think like relatively speaking, his actions are more innocent than what he's forced to do, which kind of brings his character into question oh um, and then also is there rules about him and his wife not being able to like do certain things so now he has to like hide it with the hands i mean handmade? maybe but i feel like serena jo- well okay i don't think serena joy is allowed to read either is she i think she i think, I think like are they allowed to kiss they i don't think she would even if she could yeah like i don't think she would because of the whole like you have to have sex to make kids thing, right? And um, that seems to be a common theme in this book. That's why the ceremonies are a thing. I find it interesting <laughs> if Serena Joy would go through it even when she didn't have to, you know? No, because it feels completely. like she's very like by the book, by the rules, and also mm-hmm. it's not like the commander is anybody special to her or to anybody in this book, really. And so, um, yeah, I feel like that just wouldn't be a question. Wait, so have the other commanders got got brought up in this book, or we just know that there are other only commanders? The, only Janine's commander, like, when, only when they brought up, like, the promotion, like, oh, he's probably somewhere else just waiting for the promotion. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we know that there are multiple commanders because there are multiple handmaids mm-hmm. who have to perform the ceremonies with the commanders. Oh, I understand. So, like, maybe we don't know about them in specific, but we all know they're along the same lines. Yeah. Are all of them in different houses? I have absolutely no idea. Like, what is this town or like, like place? Is it a is it, It's a, it's, okay, wait, okay. At the back of the book, it says it is a Republic of Gilead, which is very vague. So, yeah, not sure about that. But, um, were there any other quotes that you guys found interesting? Did we already talk about the according to his needs? We did not. We did not talk about that. Like, the slogan that they have? Yeah, chapter 20. Okay. Um... No. Okay, so, <laughs> so the next quote that I took is, according to her ability to eat according to his needs, it's kind of just like woman catering to what men want. But yeah. also in it's... this book, the commander, it doesn't really seem like he even wants it. So well, like, I think maybe this is just like uh, from the, yeah. the aspect well, of the, the patriarchy. Didn't it say was, it was from the Bible or something? I was going to say the same thing. It kind of summarizes like what the whole book is about. Yeah. yeah. Like just that it's really just all about doing everything for men, no matter if the men are fully into it at all. It's just how the society is run. Mm-hmm. I mean, which also like really just shows like the power dynamic here, how like she's automatically put as inferior and he's ar- automatically put as superior. Feel me? Yeah. I'm not going to go Sorry, Miss Rella. Excuse me. <laughs> Anyways, another one that I found interesting was on page 133, where um, Moira had run away and Alfred was kind of commenting on that, and she said, um, Moira had power now, she'd been set loose, she'd set herself loose, she was a loose woman. And to me, like, the way that she puts it, like, the diction she uses is very interesting because, like, as a loose woman is seen generally with negative connotation in our society and is kind of seen like, oh, she's, like, loose with her body, so, like, she obviously is, like, slutty, or you know? Easy. Yeah. Or easy. And when really, I think yeah. it's kind of interesting that, like, a loose woman really just has control over her body and mind. And so, like, using that kind of terminology, which I think Moira is now, like, she's loose. Like, she's set free from this, like, trap. 
So I think that it's kind of interesting how she uses that. And also, like, afterwards, she says, um, like, right after this, she has a sentence, I think we found this frightening. And I think maybe now she finds the idea of, like, a woman being free or, like, herself being free kind of frightening because she doesn't know what she would do with that power. Yeah. But then she also I, said, yeah. sorry. No, go on. She also said after, like, nevertheless, more is our fantasy. So, mm -hmm. like, they all want to be free, but it's also... Yeah. They're maybe scared they're, of it. Maybe they're not, like, strong enough to... Well, not strong enough. They're pretty strong women. Maybe they're not... Um, they don't know what will happen to them. Like, yeah. they don't know what to be yeah. prepared for. I think yeah. that was very interesting what Zen touched on because I think in this society, everything gets so... Um, there is no, like, societal structure of how, like, they used to know. And I think that's kind of empowering to use the word loose women because... I think before this all happened to them, it's like you don't want to be a slut, you don't want to be loose, but the thing, bottom line, is they could get to control what they did for themselves, and then they got put in this society where there's men choosing what they do with their body, so now all these words have such a completely different meaning, and it's almost like powerful. Go Zen. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, I thank you. Um, I can read. And, yeah, uh, queen. Oh, okay, so now we have to find a... Um, a song and so yeah we'll be back. okay first we're gonna talk about our song for last week which um because the because um Offred was kind of like a bit done with everything and a bit um upset with how everything was turning which like rightfully so um we chose a song bad day which is essentially about um which in modern times this guy is basically like like, I hope you have a bad day. I hope you go through all these terrible things because of everything you've done to me. And um, if we use it in this context, maybe we could use it as Alfred kind of being done with everybody and kind of giving up on all sense of humanity because of everything that everybody has done to her and because of all the uh, pain that they put her through. And for this, this week, um, <laughs> our song is um, Car Radio by 21 Pilots. And the reason we chose this song is because the song essentially goes where this guy is singing, or I guess you could say, like, rapping, I guess. And he's basically talking about, um, well, the entire song is basically how, like, the silence is too loud and how he needs a car radio to drown out all, like, the terrible things that are going on in his life. And I feel like that kind of, like, replicates in her life and what's going on. And at the end of the song, there's, like, this big screech from the car radio that's, like, officially broken down. And that takes over the entire song. And that kind of parallels how Alfred is feeling in, um, how... freaking out in, like, yeah. the closet that night. And, like, she's, like, trying to keep in the laughter, but it's, like, getting too loud for her to control. And I feel like that's, like, a good parallel because I think they're both going through the same thing at the end of the song and at the end of these chapters. So those are our songs. And um, yeah, that was it for this podcast for this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you again next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.